You know, I'm not sure about that music anymore. I'm thinking maybe our production team needs to dig deep in the vault, find a new theme song. (laughs) Hey, how you doing? My name is Mike. I am your host. This is the FBTV podcast, Freight Broker TV podcast. We try to do these once a week. Last week, kind of kind of didn't get one done, did we? But we are here this week for an extended version. No, not really. <laughs> hey, if it goes over, usually the, these podcasts go about maybe a half hour, you know, 35, 40 minutes. You know, I, did we have one or was that something else I'm thinking of? I don't know. It seems like we had one one a little bit longer, but uh, yeah, we try to keep it around 30 minutes. Want to keep it, you know, interesting. Sometimes if we go too far, it might get kind of boring. Hey, when the host starts getting bored, you know you've gone too far. So how are you doing today? I hope pretty good. It's wet here. It is October twenty uh, October twenty fourth. What is it? A week? A week? Yeah, this time next week will be Halloween. Not a big fan of Halloween. Just my uh, background, maybe because I'm older. You know, I got a granddaughter. You know, I love her to go trick or treat and get all the candy, but you got to be careful about that stuff. You know, I remember when I was a kid. It, it was even, you, you had to be kind of careful then about people putting stuff in candy. You know, I think back back when I was a kid, the big thing was razor blades and and pens, you know, stick pens or whatever. People putting that in candy. I, I never got it, but you heard about it. Mom and Dad, they were always concerned about it. They wanted to check the candy. Or as I got older, you know, make sure I checked the candy before just chomping down on it. But... You know, a lot has changed. It's 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 a different world. Okay, if you've not been to our website, you found our podcast wondering what in the heck is this FBTV podcast all about? Well, it's Freight Broker TV. Go to our website, freightbrokertv.com. You'll find all the podcasts there as well, as well as videos. Freight Broker TV is designed to be free information website for those wanting to become a freight broker or freight broker agent uh it's there to uh be a device you can seek out information before making the decision to move forward or maybe do something else and you know that's something we're going to be talking about today is okay maybe you want to be a freight broker but hey let's not kid ourselves you know, let's not, let's err on the side of caution. You know, too many times we see clients, they, they, they get this idea, I'm going to be the exception. I'm going to be the one that starts making money within a couple of weeks after I start brokering. Folks, you're not going to be the one. I don't know you. But if you go into this thinking, hey, I'm going to be making money in a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks from now, you're going to be pretty disappointed, probably. I would say maybe one in a thousand people actually start making money as a broker in a couple of weeks. Now, 
I'm not talking about somebody that has no experience, just coming into the industry, no customer base. You know, they got to build it from scratch. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Had a call yesterday uh, from a client from, uh, well, I'm a consultant for Taltoa, but I had a call from a client yesterday. And, and this isn't out of the ordinary. I, I get these calls uh, two or three times a month anyway. Somebody trying to really zero in on how long it's going to take them to make money, start making money as a freight broker. Well, this particular client, they were wanting to step out and, you know, get all their their broker authority, get all that situated. They're going to start out as a broker agent, which is what we recommend. But uh, they wanted to get their authority, everything in place, uh, so they could, uh, once once they uh, had the business built as an agent, everything be in place, they just have to transfer it over to their own brokerage. Which, okay, I get what they're trying to do. You know, they want to be ready. And to take that step further, this client told me that they've got jobs now to where the uh, money is available for them to be able to do that, to be able to go out here, get their own authority, get the bond, UCRBOC3. Their point was that, you know, once they start brokering, they quit their job, that income won't be there. So they thought, hey, let's let's... Let's let's get all this put together while we got the money. Which I get that I get that. But as soon as you you know, file for your authority, you get the bond. The clock starts ticking. What I mean is, okay, you're going to have expenses. Specifically, your bond. Okay, the bond. Okay, how much is you know? I get this question all the time as well. How much is a bond? Well, a property broker surety bond, $75,000 property broker surety bond, understand it's insurance. And I've seen it as low as $1,000 a year and as high as six to seven, maybe $8,000 a year. And depends on your credit, your background, your history, things of that nature. You know, no, the best thing to do if you're trying to price a bond is call a bonding company or insurance company that offers property broker surety bonds. Get a quote, find out, get an idea. But what I'm getting at is once you purchase the bond, activate your authority, uh, you know, it might be six months before you actually do anything with that authority. I'm talking about my client that called wanting to get all this put together and work as an agent until they get their business built up. Might even be a year I get it, I get it, I get it, but this time next year, that bond's going to be, you know, the premium on that bond is going to be due again. Okay, and, and, and let's look at the flip side. Nobody goes into business, obviously, thinking I'm not going to succeed, but the reality is there. You may not succeed. Hey, it's a fact. Not everybody succeeds as a freight broker. You know, there's thousands of people coming into the uh, industry every year, and there's thousands of people leaving the industry every year. Not everybody can do this. And, uh, well, let me take that back. You know, honestly, my heart, what I believe, I believe anybody can do this if you do what you're supposed to do. And I think that is where the problem lies. A lot of people, they want to be successful. They're just not willing to do what it takes to be successful. And part of that is making 
hundreds, if not thousands, of sales calls. Picking up that phone, making a sales call. Okay? That's, uh, that's, that's probably one of the things right there that will kill a broker or somebody's dreams about being a broker quicker than anything. Because, yeah, you know, when you're thinking about it, you're wanting to do it. Yeah, you know, this is going to be great, blah, blah, blah. Then it comes time to actually start doing it. Yeah, that attitude kind of changes pretty quick. So that that's that's what I've seen. Now, here's the deal with uh, going out here and, you know, getting the authority, which, you know, getting it now, starting out as an agent. Okay, I, I, I get what my client's wanting to do there. They want to have everything put together. But understand that... Uh, and this is what I told them, that the authority, the $75,000 property broker surety bond, UCR and BOC3, that's required to be legal. Keep in mind, there's a lot of other stuff that goes with it. Contingent cargo insurance, probably want to start out with that. Going to have to be paying for a TMS, Transportation Management System, fancy name for freight broker software, but you're going to need that. QuickBooks, probably. You're going to have to invoice. You're going to have to have a way of accounting. So there's another expense. Uh, another expense would be errors and omissions insurance. Okay, this is a business of contracts. Errors and omissions insurance protects you in case you screwed up a contract. Okay, and you had to buy a whole load or something because of what you did or did not do on that contract. General liability insurance. Yeah, you're going to want that eventually, maybe not right off the bat, but you're going to need it. You're going to have a customer someday that, that's going to say, hey, where's your general liability insurance? And then you're going to have to have it. And general liability, that, that, that can kind of get expensive on you. Okay, so be thinking about that. Another thing, too, is your load boards. You're going to have to be paying for your load boards. Okay, DAT Power. If you're going to be using DAT Power, there's 200 bucks a month right there. Internet Truck Stop, there's another 100 You see that? So, so right there between those two load boards, as a broker, 300 bucks a month. And you're going to need them. And there'll be other tools you'll probably want. Maybe you want to get a, uh, a uh, carrier directory. Okay, because first starting out, you're not going to have any, <laughs> any. the only tool you're going to have to be able to find trucks is going to be the load boards. See what I mean? You're going to need tools to be able to help you find trucks because you're not going to have any trucking companies set up with your brokerage yet because you're brand new. So you're going to probably want to think about purchasing a carrier directory. A good one, you're looking at around $400. 400 bucks. So you see there's a lot more. Uh, to starting your own brokerage than just getting your authority bond UCR BOC3. A lot more to it. You know, there's going to be a lot of expense there. Now, a lot of people on this, going back to the original question, how long is it going to take me to start making money? Nobody can answer that question because it all depends on you. Now, here's where a lot of people say it depends on you and a little luck. And, yeah, 
Okay, uh, let, let's throw that out there. A little bit of luck. But somebody told me a long time ago, they said, you know, it's funny. The harder I work, the luckier I get. And that makes so much sense. You know, the harder you work, the luckier you're going to become. So, how much can you make? When are you going to start making that money? It's anybody's guess. You know, I, I've had clients I've seen uh, get up there as an agent, start making $1,000 a week in 30 days. I've had other clients six months later. They uh, were still struggling to make a buck. Still struggling. Uh, what's the difference between the two? Why is this person being so successful and this one is still, you know, trying? You know, they haven't moved to load yet or whatever. Honestly, they were, you know, they've both been given the same opportunity. They both went through the same training. Uh, they both have access to the same consulting, the same material, the same information, the same assistance, the same help. So why does one succeed, the other doesn't? Again, it boils back down to the individual. It comes back to you, is what it amounts to. Part of being a freight broker, you know, starting your own freight broker business, be it as an agent or starting your own freight brokerage company, is are you an entrepreneur? I mean, a true entrepreneur. Do you have that drive? Do you have that, do you have that oomph in you to plow forward no matter how deep the snow is, if that makes any sense? Okay, you're, you're willing to do whatever it takes to be successful. That's the bottom line. Yes, there are people out here making, uh, when I say people, I'm talking about freight broker agents, people contracted to an existing broker working under that broker's license only as a contracted agent to that broker that are making six-digit incomes. Yes, I mean over $100,000 a year doing uh, the work of a freight broker. Yes, it's possible. You know, people ask, what kind of money can I expect to make as a freight broker agent? Well, first year, again, nobody can answer that. But but uh, if you want an idea, uh, first year, yeah, you should expect thirty-five dollars to $45,000 first year income. But understand, you have that startup period during the first part of that year. And what I mean by startup period you're building your customer base. You're, you're getting your feet planted on the ground. You're, you're gaining the experience, the knowledge. So the bulk of that first-year income isn't going to come till probably the second half of that first year. Now, second year, your second-year income, you should, you should go into that second year expecting to double your first-year income. So if you did 40000 the first year, you should expect to do 80000 the second year. Why? It's simple math. You have no startup period that second year. So you're working the full 12 months, not, you know, learning, getting going through that startup period, then starting to become successful. You're actually, you know, you're, you're actually successful from day one of that second year. So you got the full 12 months plus whatever you add to it. Third and subsequent years, yeah, you should be adding to it by 10 to 20% per year. Now, woulda, coulda, shoulda, everyone's different. Are you going to do what it takes to be successful? Are you going to make the sales calls? Are you, are you going to give good customer service? Are you, are, are you going to pay attention to the details? See, we go over all that in training, well, with Tautoa. Uh, and, and actually, here on Freight Broker TV, you, you're going to see, uh, you know, pay attention to the details. 
you're, you're going to see in the videos and things like that, we're talking about details, details, details. you got to pay attention to the details. So, yes, it can be a rewarding career. Yes, you can make a lot of money. Yes, the opportunity is there. You know, and that's one nice thing about this country. Nice, I should say great thing. You know, you, you can you can actually be working at McDonald's today, making minimum wage, and have the opportunity a year from now to be in a position where you're no longer making minimum wage, but you're, you're pushing, pushing on the door to that six-digit income. You know, and you can do that pretty quick, but it takes dedication, discipline, discipline. That's a key word. Paying attention to the detail, that entrepreneurial spirit. If you've not seen the FBTV coffee mugs, well, you need to go to our website at FreightBrokerTV.com. We have the FBTV official coffee mug available. Matter of fact, I got mine right here. Hey, if you watch some of our videos, you're going to see the FBTV coffee mug in action. <laughs> it's an 11-ounce mug. Uh, it comes in two colors, black or white. has our logos on it, front and back. Now, when I say logo on the front, logo on the back, what I mean, it doesn't matter what hand you use to drink your coffee. The logo will always be in front, or there will be a logo in front. we got two different logos. we got the standard on-screen no, we got you know the main logo, and then we got the I forget I, what do they call it an identifier? Maybe that you know the, the the little thing that shows up in the bottom part of the TV screen, so you know what uh, what channel you're watching or what network. Okay, we got that on one side. Anyway, black or white, and these are nice mugs. You can go to our website freebrokertv.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and you will be able to see them. And you will actually be able to order a mug from our FBTV website. 11-ounce mug. And, uh, you know, I've said this in the video. Matter of fact, did a video here the other day, and I was talking about it, and I've said it before. When we first ordered the mugs, I was a little apprehensive. Okay. What's this going to be like? Is it going to be like, you know, a sticker? You know, or something... You know, pretty pretty shoddy workmanship. Something you put in the dishwasher and, you know, it, it comes apart or the logo comes off. I've had that happen in the past with uh, mugs I've had. I've had, I've had mugs where the, uh, the logo actually came off in the dishwasher or started wearing off. I've had other mugs to... Uh, that, that, you know, washing over in the dishwasher over the course of years, and I'm talking 10, 15 years, but uh, the logo faded off. But these are pretty solid. Okay. I was pretty impressed. But they're 11-ounce mugs, high quality. Get yours today. Show your support for Freight Broker TV. And while you're there, if you have questions, uh, matter of fact, if you are listening to this podcast from our website and you have questions... Uh, right below the uh, audio, you're going to find a form right there. And it says, hey, questions? Just ask. Hey, fill out the form. Put in your question. Send it to us. We'll answer it uh, during a podcast or during a uh, video. And we will probably 
shoot you an email back with an answer to whatever question you had uh, if we have time. Okay, let's be honest. You know, if you ask a question, it's going to take, you know, we're going to have to write a book to answer the question, which can happen. <laughs> You're probably going to get an answer via a podcast or via uh, one of the videos we do. Now, if you don't want to use one of the forms, maybe, uh, and we have a lot of truck drivers going down the road. You know, they, they get the podcast in their ear going down the road. Uh, you can email us. Email us at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. That's pretty simple to remember. fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. All right. The podcast that we do, you can find it on pretty much your favorite podcast app. And this is for the people that found our podcast via on YouTube. Because what we do is uh, when we do a podcast, we will take the audio and make it a video and post it on YouTube. So if you're finding this podcast on YouTube or if you found it on our website at FreightBrokerTV.com, well, it's available on your favorite podcast app. This includes iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, you name it. You should be able to find us. If not, let us know and we will uh, make sure that our podcast gets on your favorite app. Okay, what's happening around uh, the world in trucking? Well, truck tonnage index rises 3.5% over September 2018. Seems like we talked about something like this a while back. Maybe just a couple of two or three podcasts to go for a, a different month. But anyway, truck tonnage for the month of September rose 3.5% compared with the year ago levels. That's good. This is according to ATA. American Trucking Association. Uh, da, 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 look going, I'm just reading over this. I should have read it before I uh, and highlighted. Usually I do. Says the findings were also positive on a quarterly basis for the entire third quarter. The index was up 1.2% over the previous quarter and 4.5% from a year earlier. Both were pretty nice gains. So that's good. Now, the monthly tonnage report is dominated by contract freight which ATA noted is performing much better than spot market freight this year. Okay. Now, contract rate and spot market rates. Okay, that's what they're actually saying. Contract rates, contract freight, spot market freight. They're really talking about rates. Okay. Contract rate is what a shipper is paying the carrier. Whereas a spot rate, a spot rate, my voice kind of died right there, spot rate is what a broker is paying a carrier. See what I mean? Okay. So keep that in mind. That's what that, that's referring to. Tonnage report dominated by contracted freight. That's uh, contracts between actual trucking companies and their customers, which... That, that's exactly what a trucking company should be doing. They should have their own contracted customers that they're hauling for. They should be using a broker only for a backhaul. We touched on that in this week's video uh, on YouTube. Okay, we you know a trucking company should only be hauling freight, as far as broker freight, only for a backhaul. Now, what is a backhaul, you may be asking, if you're new to transportation? 
Well, I say I'm a trucking company. I'm based in uh, Dallas, Texas, and I've got a customer in Dallas that has loads going to Atlanta. Okay, that would be my head haul. When I got uh, when my truck gets to Atlanta and they're empty, I want that truck to get back to Texas as soon as possible so they can pick up another one of our customers' loads. That would be known as a backhaul. That is when a trucking company should be used on a broker to get a load, to be able to get that load going from Georgia back to Texas for backhauls. Okay. A lot of trucking companies, matter of fact, I think I took somebody off the other day. They called. I really thought they were going to become a client, but I think maybe embarrassed them a little bit. Trucking company had 10 trucks. They called. And, you know, when somebody's asking about becoming a broker, wanting to, you know, go through the training, yeah, generally I have to ask a lot of questions, or we do, so we can make our best recommendation. I mean, it's just part of it. And, uh, yeah, this guy told me right up front, 10 trucks, using a broker 100% of the time. I understand if a, you know, if a trucking company is using a broker 100% of the time, they are losing. And when I say losing, I mean money they're not actually able to bill anywhere from 300 to $600 per truck per week. That's what they're paying in broker fees, three to $600 per truck per week. And I brought this up to that guy's attention. And I told him, I said, man, if you're using, you know, brokers 100% of the time, 10 trucks, you're losing three to $6,000 a week in potential revenue by using a broker 100% of the time. And I told him, there's no dispatcher worth that much money. <laughs> and that's because that's, generally that's what a trucking company is doing. If they are using a broker 100% of the time, they're actually using a broker for their dispatcher. And that's how much money they're paying. So anyway, they, a trucking company operating properly, they should have their own customer that they're hauling for direct. And they're using a broker for a backhaul to get them back to where their customer is so they can pick up more of their customer's freight. All right, national average spot rates for October through October 22nd. Uh, the only thing that didn't change was flatbed. Again, these are spot rates. This goes back to what I was talking about a moment ago. This is what a broker on average is paying a truck. You get a dry van, $1.81 per mile. That's three cents lower than September. Flatbed, $2.20 a mile unchanged. And a refrigerated load, $2.12 per mile, which is four cents lower than September. Now, again, this is what a, a, a broker is paying a truck, not what the shipper is paying the broker. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's spot rate. Because, obviously, the customer is paying the, more, the broker more money. Now, here's, a, here's another little tidbit of information that came across uh, here the other day. The ELD, the ELD mandate went into effect uh, back in 2018, or, what, end of 17, but the full year. We had a full year of the ELD uh, electronic logging device in the trucks, a full year. Uh, for 2018 and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration published the final fatal crash numbers for that year revealing overall a reduction which is good a reduction in highway fatalities however there's always a but 
Fatalities involving large trucks reached a 30-year high during the first full year of the ELD mandate. Now, if you don't know what the ELD mandate was or is, that's the uh, law that requires big trucks to have the electronic logbook device, no more paper logs, they're having to use that electronic logging device. The computer is doing it, keeping track of everything, which forces drivers to drive maybe the way they rather not. putting a driver on the spot if they're tired they do not have the luxury of taking a nap because the ELD is recording every single thing that's happening in that truck it's 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 a it's a computer hooked up to that truck <laughs> you know they, when the truck's rolling it's logging when it stopped it stopped when the engine's off it's it's recording everything you say so yeah it's not surprising that uh Uh, there's a 30-year uh, high in fatalities after the ELD mandate. You know, technology is good for a lot of things. It really is. And, and, you know, I get asked this question a lot, too. Autonomous trucks. You know, I don't think we have to worry about that. Now, I could be wrong. I mean, you know, tomorrow we could wake up and be popping out of a toaster bed like George Jetson. But I don't think so. I just don't think... The population, now, <laughs> granted, uh, yeah, the population is dumbing down quite a bit, but I, uh, even with the dumbing down, I, I just don't think somebody wants a driverless 80,000-pound vehicle on the road with them. I, I, I just don't see that, so I don't know. We'll see. All right. Here's a uh, name we've been talking about a little bit. I told you, I, I, I've told you, I keep you up to date on this. This is the uh, Representative Cartwright. I'm not talking about the Ponderosa. I'm talking about Representative Matt Cartwright. He's the guy that uh, wanted to raise the uh, auto liability insurance requirements for a trucking company from seven hundred and fifty thousand to. Almost $5 million. Well, the thing is, this Cartwright guy, the one who wanted to uh, get this law passed that would increase the uh, amount of insurance a trucking, must, trucking company must carry from 750000 to almost $5 million. Well, but... Uh, turns out uh, he's uh, his family's law firm makes their money or <laughs> one of the one of the things they do is sue trucking companies so of course this uh, law would directly benefit his family and his company listen to this commercial you're here no doubt because you or a loved one has been involved in a trucking accident that involved a personal injury hi i'm marion munley we understand how emotionally difficult these times can be and we want to help there is nothing more important than selecting the right attorney to protect your rights in these cases. Accidents involving trucks, buses, or other large vehicles are fiercely defended by the other side's insurance company. They have enormous resources to put up against any claim you may make. 
and if you've been in an accident, the other side is already at work building a case in their defense. I, along with the other members of our firm, have handled some of the largest truck accident cases in Pennsylvania. We are a leader in trucking litigation. We know the challenges. We know what it takes. We know how to win for you. We have over 40 years of experience representing truck accident victims across the country. We have, in fact, won millions of dollars for our trucking accident clients. Please call us and let's sit down to see what we might accomplish together. 855-866-5529. There's no charge or obligation. It's time to get you the peace and justice you deserve. Okay. That's the commercial for his family's law firm. And, I mean, it's flat out. Hey, we're here to sue big trucks, big trucking companies. Well, the Washington Examiner exposed this back in uh, September. Uh, That minimum insurance bill would benefit his family's law firm. Now, back in 2013, Cartwright, when he took office, just months after he took office, he tried to do the same thing. But uh, back then it was $4.2 million. Now it's up to $4.92. But anyway, following a pair of ethics complaints, Cartwright, and I guess it should be noted, he's a Democrat from Pennsylvania. He amended two years of financial disclosure statements to show his wife earned income from a law firm that touts itself as, and we heard it, a leader in trucking litigation. Now, when this first came out, he was trying to say, no, 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 I'm not part of that company, but his wife is. So he's, got, he's actually got a conflict of interest thing going on. Yeah, we need more politicians like that, right? Oh, if we cut right down through the chase, I think we all know <laughs> we've already got way too many politicians like that. But anyway... Hey, future contest coming up. You're going to be able to win and win big. We've got prizes valued uh, from $15 all the way up to almost $700. But we need subscribers on our YouTube channel. We're not going to be able to start these contests. And yes, if you are a regular listener to the podcast, you're going to be eligible too. But we got to get our subscriber count up to 100 subscribers on YouTube to be able to start any of these contests. So, go to YouTube, find our YouTube channel. It's Freight Broker TV. Matter of fact, if you go to our website, FreightBrokerTV.com, there is a link up there for the YouTube channel, up there in the top right part of the page. Click it, and I'll take you right to the page. Subscribe. Everything's done. Uh, once we get up to 100 subscribers, we're going to start having these contests. So, keep that in mind. If you haven't noticed, go to our website. We have a continuous television broadcast. FBTV is a continuous broadcast channel now (laughs) on our website only. Uh, We're providing continuous broadcast. It's available from our website, uh, FreightBrokerTV.com. We've got nonstop programming. That includes programs. uh, Well, we've got all the YouTube videos in there. We've got uh, some uh, entertainment television in there. And we've got some programming in there that you're not going to find anywhere else but on FBTV on the uh, continuous broadcast. These Those broadcasts are pro-trans live, so check that out. 
Tell your friends about the uh, FBTV podcast, about the uh, FBTV channel, about the FBTV website. Uh, let, let's grow our audience. We can sure use your help. All right. It's a wet October 24th here where I am. I hope wherever you are, it's sunny. Nice weather, temps in the 70s, maybe low 80s, low humidity. <laughs> you know, we're getting to that time of year. You know, you, you know, can you believe it? Here we are, October 24th, two months from today. Two months from today, Christmas Eve. Isn't that unbelievable? I mean, holy smoke. Next, next month, it's uh, Thanksgiving. Man, oh man. Time is flying by. But anyway, have a great day, unless, of course, you've made other plans. And if you have... Change them.